the Bible, the most unique book in all of human history. It claims to be divine in origin, and it delivers a message that, if true, affects every human being on the planet Earth, in this life, and in whatever awaits us when this life is over. The Bible is unique in its survival. Over the past 2,000 years, no other book has been subjected to the intense scrutiny that the Bible has endured. Generations of linguists, historians, and archaeologists have explored the details of the Bible's production and tested the accuracy of its transmission to us today. Critics and foes have come and gone. Problems have been raised and solved, and still the Bible stands. Totally alone in the degree of its historical accuracy and reliability. The Bible is also unique in foretelling future events. The Old Testament alone contains over 2,000 specific predictions about people, cities, nations, and empires. Predictions made hundreds of years before being perfectly fulfilled in history. The Bible is unique in its influence. It's been called the fountainhead of Western civilization and is by far the most quoted text in America's founding documents. Millions of men, women, and children from every station and walk of life have felt the liberating, redeeming power of this book of books, and their changed lives have changed the world and the course of history. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your opportunity to hear this unique book, the entire Bible, every year. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Soapy Dollar. Thank you, Kevin Bell, for getting us on the air tonight, and thank you folks for joining us as you do each and every weeknight at this hour for a time in the Word, a time in the book of books in the Bible. This is a program dedicated to give you the chance to hear the very words of the Bible. That's our focus. Every word, every verse, every chapter of the Bible, every book. Since 2001, we've been doing this. And right now, we happen to be reading the book of Isaiah. We're going to go right on into the book of Jeremiah. Isaiah and Jeremiah, these two great prophets of the Old Testament. Last night, I was emphasizing why we consider the Bible to be the very Word of God. You know, it's important that it be historically accurate, historically reliable. You can trust the words that we have on our English Bibles today. Trust and know that it has come to us faithfully as written over these hundreds and hundreds of years, sometimes thousands of years in the past. You can. That is the work of historians, and historians have raked over this book through the centuries over and over again. It has endured attack and questioning, and it has overcome all obstacles. But it's not just reliable history. This is clearly divine history. God is involved. God has guided these situations. And so if you're listening there and you've got problems, careers, unemployment, maybe you're an employer and you're worried about holding the business together, health problems, romantic relationship, or your marriage, or your children, parents, or loved ones, or friendship that's in danger. The scriptures are written from the point of view that God is involved in the lives of real people. He is in control, and reading the Word is where we learn about Him and His ways. Let's enjoy it tonight, Psalm 108, Victory in God's Strength. Psalm 108, My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my soul, wake up, O harp and lyre. I will waken the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, in front of all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. 
Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Use your strong right arm to save me and rescue your beloved people. God has promised this by His holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim will produce my warriors, and Judah will produce my kings. Moab will become my lowly servant, and Edom will be my slave. I will shout in triumph over the Philistines. But who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? O oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for He will trample down our foes. End of reading, Psalm 108. Sing your praise to the Lord. Come on, everybody, stand up and sing one more. Hallelujah, sing your praise to the Lord. I could never tell you just how much good that it's going to do. You just sing. I knew the song your heart learned to sing when He first gave His life. On and so much the song you gotta sing again. Song born in your soul when you forgive your heart. You're listening to the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Can't help but sing along there, can you? Well, it's a great, great song. And it echoes the sentiment of our psalm tonight, Psalm 108. Living in God's strength, we can do more than we think. Right now, there is a great deal of pessimism in our culture, in our society. America is being judged by God himself. And if you have an understanding of the scriptures and you know God in his ways, as we have seen him in the Bible, you see clearly that that is what is happening. The corrupt, inept leadership, that is one of the ways that God judged Israel. Leaders who don't have a clue what they're doing. The economy of the nation goes down and so on. All of these are ways that God judges a society. God's calling us to repentance because this was a nation founded on faith in the true and living God, the God of the scriptures and his Messiah. Now, we're not about just getting by. Survival is not the end result of the scriptures. It's victory. Even in hard times like this, you can experience victory in your life, in all of those relationships that we addressed before. Now tonight, this chapter continues to speak of Jesus the Messiah, who would suffer for the sins of all people. Who would believe that God would choose to save the world through a humble, suffering servant rather than a glorious king? It goes against our logic, but the Messiah's strength is shown by humility, suffering, and mercy. The Bible Life, Isaiah 53.1-58.14 through 58, 14. Isaiah 53 who has believed our message? To whom will the Lord reveal his saving power? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, sprouting from a root in dry, sterile ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with bitterest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way when he went by. He was despised, and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God for his own sins. But he was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. 
He was whipped and we were healed. All of us have strayed away like sheep. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the guilt and sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. From prison and trial they led him away to his death. But who among the people realized that he was dying for their sins, that he was suffering their punishment? He had done no wrong, and he never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and fill him with grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have a multitude of children, many heirs. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of what he has experienced, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of one who is mighty and great, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among those who were sinners. He bore the sins of many and interceded for sinners. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 54. Single childless woman, break forth into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, even though you never gave birth to a child. For the woman who could bear no children now has more than all the other women, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will take over other nations and live in their cities. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. The shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood will be remembered no more, for your Creator will be your husband. The Lord Almighty is His name. He is your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief, as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with great compassion I will take you back. In a moment of anger, I turn my face away for a little while. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth and destroy its life, so now I swear that I will never again pour out my anger on you. For the mountains may depart and the hills disappear, but even then I will remain loyal to you. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O storm-battered city, troubled and desolate, I will rebuild you on a foundation of sapphires and make the walls of your houses from precious jewels. I will make your towers of sparkling rubies and your gates and walls of shining gems. I will teach all your citizens, and their prosperity will be great. You will live under a government that is just and fair. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace. Terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight you, it will not be because I sent them to punish you. Your enemies will always be defeated because I am on your side. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. And I have created the armies that destroy. But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. And everyone who tells lies in court will be brought to justice. 
These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 55. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen, and I will tell you where to get food that is good for the soul. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, for the life of your soul is at stake. I am ready to make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the mercies and the unfailing love that I promised to David. He displayed my power by being my witness and a leader among the nations. You also will command the nations, and they will come running to obey, because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find Him. Call on Him now while He is near. Let the people turn from their wicked deeds. Let them banish from their minds the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that He may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. My thoughts are completely different from yours, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where briars grew, myrtles will sprout up. This miracle will bring great honor to the Lord's name. It will be an everlasting sign of His power and love. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Isaiah 56 Be just and fair to all, says the Lord. Do what is right and good, for I am coming soon to rescue you. Blessed are those who are careful to do this. Blessed are those who honor my Sabbath days of rest by refusing to work. And blessed are those who keep themselves from doing wrong. And my blessings are for Gentiles, too, when they commit themselves to the Lord. Do not let them think that I consider them second-class citizens. And my blessings are also for the eunuchs. They are as much mine as anyone else. For I say this to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath days holy, who choose to do what pleases me and commit their lives to me. I will give them, in my house, within my walls, a memorial and a name far greater than the honor they would have received by having sons and daughters. For the name I give them is an everlasting one. It will never disappear. I will also bless the Gentiles who commit themselves to the Lord and serve Him and love His name, who worship Him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest, and who have accepted His covenant. I will bring them also to my holy mountain of Jerusalem and will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices, because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. For the Sovereign Lord, who brings back the outcasts of Israel, says, I will bring others too besides my people Israel. Come, wild animals of the field. Come, wild animals of the forest. 
Come and devour my people. For the leaders of my people, the Lord's watchmen, his shepherds, are blind to every danger. They are like silent watchdogs that give no warning when danger comes. They love to lie around sleeping and dreaming, and they are as greedy as dogs, never satisfied. They are stupid shepherds, all following their own path, all of them intent on personal gain. Come, they say, we will get some wine and have a party. Let's all get drunk. Let this go on and on, and tomorrow will be even better. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Isaiah 57. The righteous pass away. The godly often die before their time. And no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For the godly who die will rest in peace. But you, come here, you witches' children, you offspring of adulterers and prostitutes. Whom do you mock, making faces and sticking out your tongues? You children of sinners and liars, you worship your idols with great passion beneath every green tree. You slaughter your children as human sacrifices down in the valleys under overhanging rocks. Your gods are the smooth stones in the valleys. You worship them with drink offerings and grain offerings. They, not I, are your inheritance. Does all this make me happy? You have committed adultery on the mountaintops by worshiping idols there, and so you have been unfaithful to me. Behind closed doors you have set up your idols and worshipped them instead of me. This is adultery, for you are loving these idols instead of loving me. You have climbed right into bed with these detestable gods. You have given olive oil and perfume to Moloch as your gift. You have traveled far, even into the world of the dead, to find new gods to love. You grew weary in your search, but you never gave up. You strengthened yourself and went on. Why were you more afraid of them than of me? How is it that you don't even remember me or think about me? Is it because I have not corrected you that you have no fear of me? Now I will expose your so-called good deeds that you consider so righteous. None of them will benefit or save you. Let's see if your idols can do anything for you when you cry to them for help. They are so helpless that a breath of wind can knock them down. But whoever trusts in me will possess the land and inherit my holy mountain. I will say, rebuild the road, clear away the rocks and stones so my people can return from captivity. The high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, the holy one, says this, I live in that high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I refresh the humble and give new courage to those with repentant hearts. For I will not fight against you forever. I will not always show my anger. If I did, all people would pass away, all the souls I have made. I was angry and punished these greedy people. I withdrew myself from them, but they went right on sinning. I have seen what they do, but I will heal them anyway. I will lead them and comfort those who mourn. Then words of praise will be on their lips. May they have peace both near and far, for I will heal them all, says the Lord. But those who still reject me are like the restless sea. It is never still, but continually churns up mire and dirt. There is no peace for the wicked, says my God. You're listening to the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Isaiah 58 Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. 
They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to hear my laws. You would almost think this was a righteous nation that would never abandon its God. They love to make a show of coming to me and asking me to take action on their behalf. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have done much penance and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why. It's because you are living for yourselves even while you are fasting. You keep right on oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like a blade of grass in the wind. You dress in sackcloth and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, the kind of fasting I want calls you to free those who are wrongly imprisoned and to stop oppressing those who work for you. Treat them fairly and give them what they earn. I want you to share your food with the hungry and to welcome poor wanderers into your homes. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. If you do these things, your salvation will come like the dawn. Yes, your healing will come quickly. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here, he will quickly reply. Stop oppressing the helpless and stop making false accusations and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as day. The Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Your children will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as the people who rebuild their walls and cities. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Lord in everything you do, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. If you do this, the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and give you your full share of the inheritance I promised to Jacob, your ancestor. I, the Lord, have spoken. End of reading, Isaiah 53, 1 through 58, 14. This is the Bible live. Thou shalt not go away. Remarkable passage tonight. Each chapter has just got this remarkable message, beginning with, of course, chapter 53. It has Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the Savior, written all over it. Isaiah takes the concept of substitutionary atonement, which the Jewish people clearly understood God had been teaching them for centuries that the soul that sins, it will die. Death is the ultimate consequence of sin. Death meaning separation. It doesn't mean annihilation or cessation. It's not an existential statement. Death is a relational word, and it means separation. If I were to die, the soul, the spirit separates from the body, and we have a dead body. The same thing has happened because of sin. We become separated from God, who is our very life. 
the wages of sin is death, we're told in the New Testament. But it's an Old Testament concept as well. That's why the sheep and the goats, the lambs and the bulls and the birds, that's why they had to be sacrificed. It wasn't just a bunch of primitive people, oh, they're out there doing the animal sacrifice. There was a reason, there was a vision, there was an application, there was a lesson that was being taught. The soul that sins shall die. Death is the consequence of rebellion and sin and rejection of the true and living God. They watched thousands and thousands of lambs and goats and bulls. The priest would take his hands and put it on the animal's head, symbolically passing that sin to that animal, and that animal's blood is poured out. This lesson that they have been learning all these years, Isaiah now makes it clear that this is symbolic. This is just a picture of what one day God is going to do with the Redeemer, with the Messiah. This one that has been prophesied, over 300 prophecies about the Redeemer, the Messiah in the Old Testament, and every one of them fulfilled perfectly. And some of those we read tonight in Isaiah chapter 53. Why the Messiah, why Jesus is so crucial and vital and important. It isn't just that he came to teach us some things. He came to carry out a work of redemption, of salvation on our behalf. The New Testament tells us we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus himself. Where do you think they got that concept? Look at Isaiah 53, verse 11. Because of his experience, speaking of the Messiah, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear their sins. Now, I have to mention chapter 55 because it talks about the truth value of the Bible. God's Word describes life as it really is. God deals with reality. Now, chapter 55 gives the purpose and the function of God's Word when he says, God's Word is like the rain and the snow that come down from the heavens. Whatever is in the ground, whatever seed is there, it causes it to come out. It causes it to respond. That is the function of God's Word. It never fails. My word goes out, it will always accomplish the task I have for it. And what is that task? It's to draw out a response from the human heart. For good or evil, it never fails. All right, what did you discover about God? What did you learn from these magnificent passages now? What idea comes to your mind about God and His ways, the world we live in, what you're going through right now in your life? As I mentioned before, all kinds of problems from career and employment to finances. Maybe you have the responsibility of being an employer and a business, health issues and romance and marriage and children. And what is it that you are going through? How does the God of the universe, how does the truth about Him and His ways relate to your life? Did you learn anything as you listened to the Word tonight? And I hope you did, and I hope you're walking, not just surviving, but in victory. Bible See you next time. With Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live. P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible.
Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 